We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Last night I was the keynote speaker for the annual GOP fundraising dinner for Rogers County, Oklahoma. And I'm going to wrap up this week's rebellion by sharing with you a little bit about what I said. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Well, as I said in the introduction, I was invited to serve as the keynote speaker at last night's annual GOP fundraising dinner for Rogers County, Oklahoma. Now, if you listen to me routinely or if you know anything about the rebellion, you know I don't live in Rogers County. I live in Osage County. That's actually two counties over for those of you who aren't from Oklahoma. So I drove a bit to go speak at a at an event that doesn't even represent my county, and I did so at a time where I'm actually running for county commissioner. Foolish for me to do so? I don't know. Some might say so. Some might say you should have been spending time on your quote-unquote own campaign rather than running over to Rogers County. So why did I do this? Well, I did it because I think the ideas of the Republican Party are important. I think those ideas need to be discussed robustly. And I think we need to continue to encourage one another, to cheerlead one another, to remind one another of what makes the Republican Party different and unique. I've said a thousand times over in my writing as well as in some of my broadcasts that if you want to sell vanilla ice cream, I'll say that one more time, if you want to sell vanilla ice cream, then you're not going to make much money because you can buy vanilla on any street corner. Everybody is selling vanilla ice cream. In fact, the, the word vanilla has become synonymous with average, with, for indistinct, for something that really isn't that different than anything else around us. You're just vanilla. Your ideas are vanilla. That church is vanilla. Um, that, that isn't necessarily a compliment. So my point is this. If you want to sell ice cream, don't sell vanilla. Sell a flavor, something that's bold and distinct and unique something that is different, and people will beat a path to your door to buy it. I would argue that Ben and Jerry's ice cream is a perfect example of that. Be who you claim to be. Your mission statement should distinguish you from all other options. I learned this when I was the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. If we were just going to be an average, quote-unquote, vanilla institution, we were going to fail. In fact, it was on the verge of bankruptcy when I took over because that's exactly what it was. Nothing distinguished Oklahoma Wesleyan University from any other university around. Oh, we claim to be Christian, but so did 150 other schools. So what made us worthwhile, different, unique, bold, courageous, distinct? We didn't have anything at the time that really answered any of those questions. So we had to quickly pivot 
and wave a banner that said, follow us. We believe these things and we aren't going to compromise. And it's the result of doing that that we prosper. And I would argue that the Republican Party, conservatism, is in the same position right now. What do we believe? What do we stand for? What is our banner? What are our ideas? That's what I talked about at the annual GOP fundraising dinner at Rogers County, Oklahoma last night. And after we take a break, I'm going to share with you, oh, just a smattering of those ideas that I talked about. Those ideas that I believe make us different than any other political organization in the country. Those ideas that I believe we should hang on to tenaciously and be proud of as we wave that banner, recognizing that some people will follow us because they're emboldened and they agree. Others will recoil and fight against us, but the battle is worth it. And if you're not fighting a battle, if everything is easy, if no one is even noticing you, you might, you might just ask yourself the question, are you leading anyone if no one cares? If no one is reacting against you, then will anyone march with you? Interesting questions, huh? So let's take a break, and when I get back, I'll share with you just a couple of the ideas that I shared at this Republican fundraiser last night and why I believe these ideas matter. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So as I said, I want to share with you a little bit of a, uh, about what I talked about in this uh, GOP, this Republican fundraiser for Rogers County, Oklahoma, and why I think these ideas matter. Well, one of the things I talked about last night was truth. You know, our Declaration of Independence has this seminal sentence in it that almost all of us know. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. One more time, you should know that sentence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, okay? And that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So one of the things I talked about at this GOP fundraiser last night was truth. We hold these truths to be self-evident. One more time, truths are self-evident. Our Declaration of Independence is grounded in that foundational statement. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Now, you may say, well, what makes that a Republican idea versus a Democrat idea? Well, stop and think about it. The Democrat Party does not believe in self-evident truths any longer. They prove this on a daily basis, a minute-by-minute -minute basis. They don't believe that it's self-evident that a woman is a biological fact. That's no longer a self-evident truth. They don't believe in objective definitions that X equals X and Y equals Y, and you can't conflate the two and say X is Y and Y is X. No, they're mutually exclusive, the law of non-contradiction. You can't claim that a dog is a pig and that a pig is a dog. They're different. X does not equal Y and Y does not equal X, the law of non-contradiction. Now, Democrats are are breaking down the walls of this 
of, of this law of non-contradiction all of the time. They're doing it with the LGBTQIA agenda. Again, women aren't even a biological fact any longer. That's no longer self-evident in their minds. You have a Supreme Court justice nominated by Joe Biden who can't tell you what the definition of a woman is. We're not making this stuff up. If I would have told you this was going to happen 10 years ago, you would have laughed at me and said, well, that'll never happen. Well, it has happened. And the reason it has happened is we have a great percentage of the American people who have bought the lie that there is no such thing as truth with a capital T any longer. That it's just a it's just your opinion. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. That feelings are more important than facts. All of these things, all of these things, elevating opinions over the factual, elevating your feelings over what is real, diminishing the rational and calling it a product of uh, white privilege, which they're really doing right now, that if you're arguing for the logical and the rational, you're arguing for your position of systemic injustice, of, of your privilege. And you need to give that rational, logical way of thinking up for the, for the sake of the grander narrative. I mean, the, even social-emotional learning within our public schools is, is focused on the emotional, the emotive, rather than the factual self-actualization, the, the radical narcissism of our time. All of this ignores the foundational statement of our Declaration of Independence, and that is that we hold these truths to be self-evident. So one of the, one of the components of the Republican Party that it still claims to hold dear, one of the things that makes our ice cream more bold and distinct, if you will, and flavorful then the Democrats' vanilla nonsense is that we still believe in truth. We believe in the objective truths, the self-evident truths that are endowed to us by our Creator and the rights that stem from those truths. We understand that you have no freedoms, you have no liberty, you have no justice if you don't have the soil of self-evident truths out of which to grow those things. We understand the difference, but do the Democrats... You know, they want to break down all of those self-evident things, and they want to reconstruct a system that looks very different. No self-evident truths, just political power plays. This is the nature of postmodern ontology and epistemology. We know nothing other than the grand narratives of every culture. Every culture is equal to another culture. There's no such thing as a superior culture. To, to call America exceptional is nothing but hubris. And again, an argument from European colonialization and white privilege. You know, this is the kind of thing we're talking about right now. So one of the first points I brought up in my talk last night with this Republican group in Rogers County was truth. Truth. Truth is something we pursue because it's out there. It's an objective reality, and Republicans understand that. Some things are true, and some things are false. Some things are right, and some things are wrong. Up is up, and down is down, and you can't reverse the definitions. You have an objective definition, for example, of a recession. We know what that definition is, but the White House right now is trying to deny that definition and actually change it before our very eyes because they don't like the fact that we just entered into one. We just entered into a recession, so what do they do? They post on their website, 
the official White House website, an argument that we're not in a recession, even though we are in a recession. And they're trying to argue that the, well, the commonly understood definition of recession is something that has changed. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? Even CNN is laughing at the White House for trying to deny the fact, the fact, that we are in a recession. Well, how do we know that it's a fact that we are in a recession? Because we have an objective understanding of the truth of what a recession is and what a recession isn't. You could say the same thing about, let's say, global warming and climate change. You know, we're arguing that the earth is going to implode, it's going to explode, it's going to burn up, it's going to just evaporate in thin air tomorrow because of climate change, weather patterns. But when you look at the actual data, the longitudinal data, and you look at the claims that the radical left has made with regard to global warming and climate change, for example, Al Gore was telling us years ago, a couple decades ago, that the sea levels were going to rise and destroy all coastal communities, that certain islands were going to disappear, and all of this kind of stuff, and it didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? Because his data was flawed. It wasn't accurate. It wasn't true. And we should be able to have a discussion about the weather, drought, and famine, and flood, and tornadoes, and hurricanes. We should have a accurate discussion based on truth and the real data, not emotion and not political agendas. And when political agendas become the driving force behind these things, we're going to make mistakes. People will lose their freedom. One of the stories I talked about this past week was Sri Lanka and how they've lost their freedom. The economy is suffering 54% inflation, 300% for some sectors of the economy, such as electricity, Okay, so people can't afford to buy electricity. They can't afford to buy a lot of things right now, food being among them. And even if they could afford to buy the food, there's, there's short supply of it because they've shut down the farming industry because of ignoring the truth. The truth is you can't grow food without chemical fertilizers. You're going to suffer crop losses, crop failure if you don't have the right kind of fertilizer and if you don't have pesticides. The fact that we can feed so many people in the world right now is because farmers have been released to do their good work and thus America's heartland has become the breadbasket of the world. But if you shut down those farmers by saying that you can't use given fertilizers any longer and you can't use pesticides because, well, those are bad, you need to go 100% organic. Well, Look at what happened to Sri Lanka. The facts, the truth of the matter is it didn't work. 80% of their farmland is now lying fallow. Why? Because of ignoring the truth. So Republicans understand that we need to have these debates based on logic and rationality and truth. That's one of the things that's on our banner that we're waving. And if we step away from that and start buying the lie of LGBTQIA, SJW, BLM, CRT, critical theory, and all other things that are crazy, truth-denying aspects of the rainbow cabal, then we're not going to be any different than them, and therefore nobody will care and no one will follow. Wave your banner, be clear, be bold, be distinct, and then march forward into the battle, recognizing that some people are begging for you to do so, and they will follow. So the, one of the first things I talked about was truth, the objective reality of truth. And that does set us apart from Democrats. It does. 
the current debate in the public square right now has one group of people arguing for self-evident truths that are endowed to us by our Creator, that we don't make things up as we go. There are some things that just are. You can't deny reality and claim to be sane. That makes us different. That makes us different. I know, it's stunning. It's ironic. Uh, I'm not making it up, though. You know that that is reality. Another thing that makes Republicans different is freedom. So the first one is truth. The second one is freedom. Republicans believe in freedom more so than Democrats do. Why? Because Democrats are a hierarchical government structure. They believe in hierarchies. They believe in top-down. They believe in big government imposing its will upon all of the people, rather than all of the people rising up and taking charge of their own destiny. Uh, Democrats believe in federal government, Washington, D.C., controlling our lives, rather than local government. There's a huge difference between the platforms and the philosophy of the two parties. I've cited George Washington's favorite Bible verse, or at least one of his favorite Bible verses, over and over again, Micah 4.4. Every man shall sit under his own vine and his own fig tree and shall not be afraid. Now, you know I've discussed on this show why did George Washington cite that so many times to his fellow founding fathers, the other framers of our nation and our Constitution, those that actually wrote the Declaration of Independence that says we hold these truths to be self-evident. Why did George Washington repeatedly cite Micah 4.4 when he was talking to his colleagues, his peers, at that point in our nation's history? Why? Why? Why Micah 4.4? Every man shall sit under his own vine and his own fig tree and shall not be afraid. Well, as you know, I've said, the reason is, is because he was emphasizing it's your vine, it's your fig tree. It's, it's your ranch, it's your farm, it's your gate, it's your fence, it's your house, it's your money, it's your county, it's your village. And when we recognize personal ownership and responsibility, private property, and the moral culpability that comes with it being yours, yours, That's when you shall not be afraid, because if it's yours, you don't have to worry about some despot coming in and taking it away from you. So the Republican idea of government is covenantal. And I suppose the most basic element of a covenant is a handshake. A handshake, a man's word. I mean, you've seen the old movies, the old westerns, where a handshake was good enough. They didn't need to sign a contract. Because it was assumed that a man's word was his bond. And then if a man gave you his word and there was a handshake, that that was good enough. Don't ask me to sign a contract. In fact, it's an insult to suggest I should because I told you I would do it and we shook on it. Do you remember those old days? Well, Democrats don't believe in that. Again, when you get rid of the big laws of God, you don't get liberty. You get thousands and thousands of little laws that rush in to fill the vacuum. And because we've moved beyond the basic elements of a covenant, a handshake, a promise, your word, where two people agree together to do something, and that's the end of it. They trust one another accordingly. And if that's the way we live together, you don't need government to come in and start meddling in your business. You're taking care of it yourself. You're fine, thank you. That's covenantal. 
Frankly, that's the way God has set up our relationship with him. It's, it's, it's kind of a handshake, if you will. He gave his word. He said, if you confess your sins, I'll be faithful and just to forgive, us, to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He said, you must be born again. You can't be satisfied with being born that way. He said, if you claim to be without, this, without sin, the truth is not in you. And you're making me, God, out to be a liar. He's told us these things. And then he asks us to respond. Confession, repentance is a response. It's kind of our handshake with God saying, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. And I want to be part of a relationship with you. I want to be part of your family. This is covenantal. This is not hierarchical. It's not top down. It's relational between two entities. And as I told you, Oz Guinness once told me when I was studying at Oxford, at the Oxford Center for Christian Apologetics, that if you want freedom, always vote for the covenant. Never vote for the hierarchy. Why? Well, I've already said, hierarchies are top-down. It's the people at the top telling everybody anyone else is at the bottom of the pyramid as it flares out across all of the country and all of the world. So don't vote for a hierarchy if you want freedom. By design, you won't get it, okay? If you want freedom, vote for the covenant because that's relational. It's just based on a handshake. You don't need thousands and thousands of little laws rushing in to fill the vacuum because you're honoring the 10 simple laws of God where you're telling the truth and you're agreeing to respect your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul and your neighbor as yourself. If we would just, if we would just enter into a handshake a covenant, and honor that, we don't need all of the other garbage, top-down imposition from, from oligarchs and despots and tyrants who think that they know better than us as to how we should live our lives. So two things that I talked about, that I talked about at this Republican fundraiser. Number one, truth. Truth is an objective reality, and we uniquely believe in that right now. We believe in reality. We believe in logic. We believe in being rational. We believe that there are certain things that are self-evident because they've been endowed to us by our Creator. We don't believe that everything is a construct of man. We don't believe that we should be governed by feelings rather than facts. We don't believe that opinions should rule the day. We believe that there's something more, opin- uh, more important, if you will, more important than opinions and feelings and emotions. We believe, we believe in the facts. Republicans stand uniquely. We stand uniquely in that territory right now, whereas our opponents are refuting it all the time. Uh, we believe that the fact of certain economic movements in the world, such as socialism and Marxism, you can go look at the facts, and the facts are it doesn't work. It always implodes, and it's resulted in millions of millions of people dying at the hands of tyrants. We believe in truth. Let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about the real data. The second thing I talked about was freedom. If you want more freedom, vote for the covenant. Never vote for the hierarchy. And within the context of that, I talked about the paradox of freedom and fences, liberty and law. You've heard it a hundred times on this show. That if you want freedom, build a fence and stay within the fence. Enjoy the playground that is enclosed by the fence. And when you tear the fence down, 
Often what happens is the children don't know what to do anymore. They no longer enjoy the playground. They'll do one of two things. They'll either hunker down in the middle because they're now afraid. They don't have the protection of the fence. They don't know what to do. And they need somebody to police them, yell at them, harangue them, give them rules as to how to play on the playground because there's no fence any longer to give them the freedom to do so. Or they'll do the other extreme. They'll run out into the road and they'll get killed. So there's a paradox of liberty, law, and freedom and fences. Another thing I talked about, which I've already hinted at, is local control, local responsibility, why local elections matter. You know, if you believe in self-evident truths and you believe in liberty, if you, if, if you believe in covenantal government versus hierarchical government, if you believe in these things, then local elections matter. Why? Because you want your local authorities to understand everything I just said to you, and if they don't, they'll make your life miserable. Proof? We saw this at, during COVID. You had some communities here in Northeast Oklahoma where a mayor understood his handshake, his agreement, his responsibility to the local community, and he basically left you alone. He didn't tell you what to wear on your face, and he didn't tell you when you could jog in the park, and he didn't tell you what you had to inject in your body, and he didn't come around and presume to shut down your restaurant or shut down your gas station because you wouldn't comply with his little edicts. Some mayors understood that. Some sheriffs understood that. And as the result, we enjoyed greater freedom in our communities than somebody uh, 30 miles away who had a mayor who did the exact opposite. In Venita, Oklahoma, the mayor issued edicts telling people they couldn't jog in the park. They couldn't drive by and see grandma on her birthday. I'm serious. He actually did this. And a lawyer over there actually had to sue him to stop. What's the difference between that mayor and yours if you enjoyed more freedom? Your mayor understood covenantal government versus hierarchical hierarchical government. Your mayor understood that there was truth and that it mattered. He understood the seminal documents of our institutions, of our institutions within our government system, our institutions, the sheriff's department, the police department, the county government. So my point is this. Local elections matter. We know that now, perhaps more so than state elections or federal elections, because it's locally that we will enjoy or not enjoy our freedoms. We see this more and more. COVID proved it, and we're going to see it in this climate change nonsense, too, in this, and also in this quest to ignore the Second Amendment. I mean, if your local sheriff doesn't understand what I'm saying, or your local county commissioner doesn't understand what I'm saying, or your mayor... You, you can expect them to knock on your door and ask you where your guns are. Well, it's none of their business. And if you live in a county where they understand it's none of their business, you're going to enjoy a great deal more freedom than those who don't. So these are some distinctions in the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party. And this is what I talked about last night in Rogers County, Oklahoma. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.